Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Betting Pros NFL podcast. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. With me is no one who you can find on Twitter nowhere. That's right. Matt Peralta is not here with me on week 12. Don't worry. We're still going to be doing the podcast going forward. It's a weird week. It's Thanksgiving week. We weren't able to sync up on Thanksgiving, unfortunately. We were supposed to be able to sync up today. My schedule got a little hectic early. His schedule got a little hectic late. So we weren't able to sync up rather than scrap the entire thing or try to push it out later on Saturday. I'm recording this by my lonesome on Friday night. Now, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for several weeks, then you know already that Matt and I are in the DraftKings contest, the Pro Pick'em contest, and that we have to take two bye weeks in our 16 weeks, okay? It goes through week 16. Matt had always said that he wanted to take a bye week on Thanksgiving. I don't particularly know why. You know, maybe it was that the Thursday games were going to be weird, but we'd always penciled it in for this week to be a bye week. So we weren't even going to go through our picks for the competition. Instead, we were just going to go through our best bets anyway. So instead, you're going to get kind of an abbreviated version of that. You're going to get my picks and games that I like. There aren't that many, frankly, that I'm looking at playing this week. It's just not a great week anyway. So it really wasn't a bad week for Matt to want to take a bye regardless. I will recap how we did in the DraftKings Championship and where we are, and then I'm going to give you my best bets. If you want to hear Matt's takes, you must right now. If you are listening to this podcast, you must be listening to the Daily Juice podcast. If you're not, you're just missing out. Go to any place you find podcasts. Search for the Daily Juice. It's Matt does a 15-minute podcast breaking down his best bets of the day in every sport that he can, and he's going to give you his NFL picks. Also, don't forget to tune in to his live stream on Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash betting pros. He's going to be there. He does it for an hour. He gives his best prop bets. I, after I run through my projections on Saturday night, I give him my best prop bets. So we've got a lot of good stuff there. But for now, we're going to go through each and every game. Now, we're going to do it a little differently here, okay? Usually, Matt and I go back and forth, and we each give our best bet based on the DraftKings picks. Now, the DraftKings lines, they come out on Wednesday. So you, if you've been paying attention this week, you know there's been a lot of information that's come out over the last couple of days, a lot of COVID news, a lot of injuries. So the lines have moved pretty significantly from the DraftKings lines anyway. So what I'm going to do is this. We have a bet analyzer. Okay, we have people from all around the industry, people who are making picks, and they submit their picks on the over-under, against the spread, even on the money line. And there's an accuracy competition like they do at Fantasy Pros. When you look at our bet analyzer, which right now is at bettingpros.com slash NFL slash bet hyphen analyzer, there may be a short URL to that, but that's what I'm looking at anyway. That is going to show you the consensus of how many analysts are picking one side versus the other side. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through each game based on the order of how many analysts are sort of one-sided on that game. And we'll touch on each and every game. I'll let you know if I have a lean on it or if I don't. Probably going to be a little quicker than our usual Betting Pros NFL podcast, but, you know, whatever. You don't want to listen to me talk for like an hour anyway. Before we get into it, reminder about Discord, bettingpros.com slash chat. We are giving away an A.J. Brown signed helmet. If you just go in there, you go and you'll see it. There's an A.J. Brown giveaway. You just put in Betting Pros. You show that you're entered. That's it. It's going to run through the end of November, so you got a couple more days here. But go ahead. Again, bettingpros.com slash chat. Talk about sports betting with Tons of people who are interested in 
in it as well. Second, if you like prop bets, we have our prop bet cheat sheet. Go to bettingpros.com slash props. That compares the consensus projections against some of the props that are available in the market. All right, so we're going to get to every game here. Let me recap, if you have been following along, how we did in the DraftKings Championship two and three last week, super frustrating. It was actually a good week for the contest. I'm not joking about that. A two and three week moved you up the standings in that contest. Still not great. We're better than half. We're probably in, you know, the four, top 40th percentile. The most lopsided picks last week were the Chiefs laying six and a half to the Raiders. We were on that too. That loss. The Packers getting two and a half from the Colts. That loss. The Eagles getting three and a half from the Browns. That loss. The Falcons getting four and a half from the Saints. That loss. And the Dolphins laying three and a half to the Broncos. That loss. All five of the most heavily picked games in the DraftKings Super Contest. Not Super Contest. Sorry. The DraftKings Pro Pick'em Championship. Which, by the way, is just sharp betters. They all lost, which shows you it's going to happen sometimes. Even if you're on the right side, even if your models say you're on the right side, even if your instinct says you're on the right side, and a lot of people agree, it's not always going to work out. So if you're having a bad week, don't beat yourself up. So again, uh, we lost on the Chiefs. As I mentioned, we also lost on the Jaguars, getting 10.5 from the Steelers, and the Pats laying 2.5 to the Texans. We did hit on the Texans, getting 6.5 from the Ravens, and the Cowboys getting 7.5 from the Vikings. So again, we're taking our bye week this week, so we haven't even discussed what we liked based on the lines, but again, we're going to get into it. So I'm just going to start from the most lopsided picks in our bet analyzer. So these are the games that the vast majority of the people submitting picks agree upon. The most one-sided game is the Giants laying six to the Bengals, okay? 80% of the experts who have put in picks are on the Giants. I don't love the game. It's not one of my favorite plays of the week, but I'm also on that side. Now, I I think probably Allen starting is a little bit better than Ryan Finley for the Bengals because, goodness, we've seen what Ryan Finley can do last game. We have saw what he could do, uh, you know, three games, I believe, last year, and it's not pretty. The Giants are rested. They're playing okay, and goodness gracious, they are right in the hunt for that NFC East. So given the fact that they are pretty healthy, Wayne Gallman is going to be able to run pretty easily over the Bengals' run defense. Uh, Daniel Jones is playing okay. He's playing well enough. They're going to be able to pass if they need to. Gio Bernard may play in this game. He was recovering from a concussion. But right now, you've seen the rumors, right? You've heard of all the bad stuff that's going on with the Bengals. It just seems like a team that's in disarray. Six points is a pretty you know, heavy hang that you're going to be looking at for the Giants. But I agree. At six, I'm fine if it stays below a touchdown. I'm okay to go with it. Not my favorite bet. But again, our bet analyzer goes 80%. And so if you, I am on that same side, although it's not one of my favorite plays. The Seahawks against the Eagles. This is Monday night football. 79% of our experts are with the Seahawks at laying five and a half. So I don't love this game. This is not a game I want to play. And you know Matt's position, right? Matt will not play a favorite if they're laying five and a half points. He thinks that that is indicative that the books really don't know. And again, Matt's been out in Vegas for, I don't know, a million years. He's got a lot of that sort of inside information. He won't play a favorite. I do not feel that way. I don't really care if it's five and a half or five or six. It means nothing to me either way. With that said, I am staying away from this game. If you forced me to pick a side, it would probably be the Eagles. And that's disgusting. That's the thing. I can't confidently back 
Carson Wentz in this game. There's just no way. Like, you've seen him play. He is playing as the worst quarterback in football, okay? No joke. He, his decision-making is awful. If you play fantasy, as I hope you do, if you are checking out betting pros, you should check out fantasy pros. If you play fantasy, you know it hasn't been that terrible from a fantasy perspective, mainly because he digs himself such a hole that he's got to scramble around like a madman to get out of it, and he winds up putting up some decent numbers. They are getting healthier. It's possible Zach Ertz will play in this game. I haven't seen that he's been ruled out yet, but of course you've got Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders is back, you've got Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham, hasn't been quite as involved lately, but he is there. The offensive line still really beat up, and that's kind of, you know, Wentz does not play well with pressure, and the Seahawks have been getting a little more pressure lately. Seahawks almost, you know, they, they very rarely win more than one score games. So this is not something where I expect the Seahawks to win by, you know, 14 points or something like that. That's just not really how they go. And I think you saw it. I think you saw the way they played in their last game. They want to sort of lean into the run a little bit more, get back to the way they used to be playing instead of just letting Russ cook all the time as they were early on in the year. So I think you're going to see sort of a, you know, a game where they're not going to completely run away with it. So I think the Eagles are probably the right side. I think what you're going to see, if you break down, you're going to see the majority of the money coming in on the Seahawks, and you're probably going to see, I'm sorry, you're going to see the majority of the bets coming in on the Seahawks, but you're going to see the money more even than that. You're going to see more, you know, whether or not it's going to be the majority of the money coming in on the Eagles, you're going to see plenty of money coming in on the Eagles, because I think that's the sharp side. That is the side I would be on if you forced me to take a pick, but I'm not going to. Next up, we have the Browns link seven to the Jaguars, and that's 77% on Cleveland. Now, I like this at six and a half. That's where it was in the DraftKings Championship. That's where I was getting it uh, when I took action on it. But uh, yeah, Cleveland is the right side. For me, even at minus seven, it's one of my better bets of the weekend. Look, you've got Mike Lennon playing. You've got no DJ Chark. You've got no Chris Conley. I understand it's going to be James Robinson. I understand the Browns are just going to run the ball, but the Browns should be able to do whatever they want offensively in this game. They should put up plenty of points in this game. It's really hard to see Mike Lennon being able to put up, you know, that many points regardless of how good James Robinson is. It's not a crazy formula here. It's just something where, again, you've seen Mike Lennon play enough. You've seen him play with the Bears. You've seen him play with the Bucks. He's not really a great NFL quarterback doesn't matter that the game's in Jacksonville. So for me, of the games that we have discussed right now, I certainly like the Browns, even laying seven, better than any of the other games that we've talked about. Next up is the Chiefs laying three to the Bucks with 76% on the Chiefs. So in the DraftKings contest, the Bucks are getting three and a half. That was one of my favorite plays. Now, I don't know if Matt would have gone for it. This is just, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that I like kind of, I'm very much in the buy low, sell high sort of range. Now, you don't sell high on the Chiefs or anything like that. And again, they they nearly lost that game to the Raiders, but this is much more of a buy low spot for the Bucks. I think their defense is going to play better. I think Marpet is, is going to play, is my understanding. You know, he's, I don't know how many games he's missed at this point with a concussion, but I know he practiced full. Uh, for at least the early part. Again, it's been a little, I've been out for most of the day. I think he's questionable for the game, but I do expect him to play. And and that's huge here because you got to protect Brady from getting pressure, which you know he's going to get. I think this one is going to be 
a very high scoring game. I think the over under is 56. I like the over in this game. I've already bet it. I know it's a high number. I don't care. I think Brady coming off, by the way, after a loss, you know, historically, I know it's not the same team. I know it's with the Patriots, but coming off after a loss, he is some, you know, somebody who covers almost, you know, it's like a 70% clip or something like that. I think they are going to cover here. If you can get it at three and a half, definitely take it at three. It's a little closer. I mean, I think the Chiefs are probably going to win, but I do, if I'm forced to pick a side, I will take the Bucks even at three. If you can get it at three and a half, I really like that. Again, the Chiefs are coming across the country in this game. It's just something where, I don't know, I, I like the Bucks in this game as a bounce back. It's a buy low spot for me. Dolphins are laying seven to the Jets and 72% are with the Dolphins. I don't have a great lean on this. You guys know I'm a Jets fan. Sam Darnold is back. That's probably not a good thing for the Jets. We know LaMichael Pirine is out. That's not a huge deal. But again, Frank Gore versus, you know, having a little bit of, you know, a more explosive back and a younger back. I'd prefer that. But really, with the Dolphins, there are a ton of question marks right now. We don't know whether or not it's going to be Tua, who I guess banged his thumb during practice, and he's questionable. And I mean, Brian Flores says he has to review the practice tape. I don't know what that means and how that evaluates getting to it. If Fitz is in, it makes me like the Dolphins a little more. I, I realize that he could turn the ball over and probably will more than Tua would. But again, he does move that offense very well. And if you are a prop better, I, I have not looked and I will I will let Matt know. But if we find out that Fitz is in for the game, whatever the prop bet is for Devontae Parker's passing yards, I'm probably going to have him projected higher than that. It's just my experience with the way the books seem to do these prop bets. You know, I have a feeling that I'm going to have a pretty clear edge on that going over based on the fact that the Jets are throwing out their, you know, Tweedledee and Tweedledum in their secondary at this point. Their entire secondary is either injured or has been cut. So legitimately, if Fitz is there and he's willing to push it to throw to Devontae Parker, he is somebody who I think is going to have a big day. Savan Ahmed, also out in this game, though. Miles Gaskin, maybe. So we don't know what their running game is going to look like. We don't know who's that quarterback. So right now, I don't love it at seven either way or either side. If you force me to take a side, I guess it would be the Dolphins just because Sam Darnold has played so poorly this entire year and the Dolphins' defense is legitimate. But, you know, our experts, 72% on Miami. I'd rather take a pass. Raiders laying three to the Falcons. 70% are on the Raiders. Here's the thing with this game, okay? I want you guys to take a step back and I want you to think about both of these teams. What we think about with the Raiders is, wow, okay. Raiders are a pretty decent football team. I mean, they they you know they beat the Chiefs once. They nearly beat them again. Derek Carr playing extremely well. Josh Jacobs, one of the better running backs in the league. Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the league. Nelson Aguilar, you know, risen from the dead. Playing well, it still drops some passes, but the offense is definitely able to move the ball. Defense has some holes for sure, but they're a pretty solid football team who, you know, are in contention for a playoff spot. The Falcons, it just got destroyed by Taysom Hill and uh, the Saints. You've got Todd Gurley out in this game. You've got Julio Jones, very questionable. And yet the spread is not moving. It's at three. It's been at three pretty much all week. I mean, the DraftKings contest had it at two and a half. When you think about a spread like that, for me, you might, one of the things you guys should do is try to predict the lines coming in. You, I would have predicted this line at three and a half, 
for the Raiders, maybe four, something over a field goal. Because I think this is a line begging you to take the Raiders. I don't care that it's in Atlanta. It's a line that's begging you to take the Raiders. And the fact that it's not moving, that just, you know, the books know more than we do. That's the bottom line. It feels too much like a trap game. Feels like the sharp side is going to be on the Falcons. Not enough for me to trust them. I mean, their defense is playing a little better, but without Julio Jones, without Todd Gurley, that may be a plus, frankly, with the way Gurley's been running and getting in Brian Hill, but still not anywhere where I want to really go near. Cardinals against the Patriots. The Cardinals are laying one and a half points. 68% are on Arizona. This is another game that I don't want a part of. The Patriots are a team that I do not have a read on. I just don't. I'm fully willing to admit that. When I think they're going to play well, they don't. When I think they're going to play poorly, they don't. I think Arizona's going to win this game. They're a better team from top to bottom. But you do have Kyler Murray dealing with the shoulder injury. Now, I understand. I don't even think he's on the injury report. No, I refuse to believe that. Look, you watch that game against Seattle. This is something where whatever it was, an AC joint sprain, if he takes a hit, one hit and he runs, then it's going to, it's going to hurt him. It, you know, it's going to be something where you saw the difference in the way he was passing in that Seattle game. There's enough uncertainty there that makes me concerned about what he's going to look like. They're coming across the country. I know they've had a break here, given the fact that they played, um, you know, they've had a little bit of an extra break here, but still, it's just not something where I'm willing to trust either team in this scenario. There's no Larry Fitzgerald here with COVID. I know we're like, well, Larry Fitzgerald, whatever. He's a safety blanket. He's there. By the way, Andy Isabella prop bets. You're also probably going to want to bet over whenever they come out because my guess is it's not going to be juiced up enough to what it's going to be. You're going to have Stefan Gilmore trying to take away DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to have them focusing on Christian Kirk. They're going to say, Andy Isabella, you can have your passes. So look for Andy Isabella passing arts. Watch our live stream on YouTube youtube.com slash betting pros on Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Matt, I will give Matt my props, Andy Isabella, over whatever receiving yards they're going to throw out there. My guess is just, again, based on when I do my projections on Saturday night and I look at the props, this just strikes me as one where there's going to be a delta between how I feel about them and what the books are going to set. Bears versus the Packers, 65% are on the Packers laying eight and a half points in this game. Again, this is a little weird. We've got variables. I don't like variables. The variable is Mitchell Trubisky is starting. I don't know at this point whether or not that is a good thing or a bad thing for the Bears. I just don't. I I, I can't get a sense of it because it's been a long time since we've seen Trubisky play. He was playing okay. He's playing better than Nick Foles played. But it's hard to envision the Bears really, you know, putting up all that many points here unless they just run it nonstop with Dave Montgomery. It's a stay away game for me. I didn't want it at eight, which it was at one point in the DraftKings. I don't want it at eight and a half. It's just a game that I don't really want to touch. Maybe Matt has a better feel on it, but this is a stay away game for me. 49ers against the Rams. The Rams getting six and a half points. 64% of our experts are on the Rams. Not a game that I absolutely love. If I had to pick a side, this would be the 49ers. Again, this is something where I would throw it out to Matt. Matt would say, 
you're really taking the 49ers against a team that just, you know, did whatever they wanted against that Bucks defense. Yeah, this is how I bet. Okay. So this is kind of a lot of my philosophy. I look for buy low, sell high situations. The Rams, number one, it's a short week for them, right? They played on Monday night, played a great game. They're a strong team, brilliant offensive coach, strong defense. 49ers here are off a of bye. They are getting much healthier. They're probably going to have Raheem Mostert for this game. They're probably going to have Debo Samuel for this game. I get they. I don't think they're going to have Brandon Ayuk. I don't know if he's actually been officially ruled out, but they are getting a little healthier. If you're going to give Kyle Shanahan an extra week to prepare for a team, I'm going to take them if you're going to give me six and a half points. That's just what it is. I don't think the Rams are quite as good as they showed against the Bucs. I think their defense is legitimate. But again, it's not a game that I love. I, I have bet it at six and a half, the 49ers, you know, but it's not one of my favorite bets of the week. Definitely not. But I will, 64% of our experts are on the Rams. I'm on the other side. I'm on the 49ers. Listen to the Daily Juice. My guess is Matt's going to be on the other side on this one. But again, a divisional game as well. You know, it's just something where most times I'm going to take the points. Saints against the Broncos, 61% on the Saints laying six. I'm also on the other side on this one. And again, this is this is not a not a huge, this is a lean, as Matt would say. This is not an actual pick that I'm making. But I do like the Broncos here. The Broncos defense is playing a lot better. Okay, you saw it against Miami. They're starting to to really you know, play just, you know, they're starting to gel a little bit late in the season and they're in Denver. That's a tough place to play. And as well as the Saints, you know, did beat up on Atlanta. It's not as if they dominated the game. It's not as if Taysom Hill looked like this incredible quarterback. Yes, he got Michael Thomas more involved. Yes, he was able to run. And that's just going to be an X factor, you know, whenever he's in the game. But still, Denver, as bad as sort of, they are, generally speaking, and I know that Melvin Gordon and or Philip Lindsay is not going to have a great time running the ball in this game. And I know that Jerry Judy is questionable for this game. So that would make a difference. But in the end, in Denver, Taysom Hill, now that you've actually seen what he looks like, remember, preparing for that game, nobody really knew if Taysom Hill was going to be the actual starting quarterback. Yeah, that was sort of the report that went out. Uh, Peyton wouldn't confirm it, but we, even you, even you out there, casual gambler, could not have been like, oh yeah, this is going to be Taysom Hill. He's just going to get it. We're never going to see Jameis Winston whatsoever. I thought, but we didn't know. So how is Atlanta really going to prepare for that? Especially since that only came out middle of the week. We've now seen it. I'm not saying that that means that anybody's going to be able to solve Taysom Hill, but at six points, I'd rather go with the Broncos at home. Always a tough place to play. You guys know that with uh, the altitude. So for me, I'm on the Broncos here. 61% are on the Saints. Now, the Ravens and the Steelers right now, 60% of uh, the experts are on the Steelers who are laying seven points to Baltimore. I mean, the game right now is scheduled for Tuesday. Okay. You've got no Lamar Jackson. You've got no J.K. Dobbins. You've got no Mark Ingram. This is also a game where I'm not 100% that Dobbins and Ingram are out. Maybe I haven't seen today. Again, the whole COVID protocol, which uh, to be fair, our our great guys at Fantasy Pros had to remind me of what it was. If you have tested positive and you're asymptomatic, then you can actually be cleared to play within five days if you get two negative tests. Now, 
I don't know whether or not Dobbins and Ingram were symptomatic. If they were symptomatic, it's 10 days, and they would be out for this game, guaranteed. I don't know whether they're symptomatic or asymptomatic, but I think that regardless, given the fact that it's been an outbreak, that's really just a guard against false tests. So my guess is neither guy would test negative in the upcoming games, and so they're probably out for this game. So you've got RG3, and you've got Gus Edwards, who's fine, you know, perfectly capable back going against the Steelers. I guess you got to take the Steelers, but it's just, it's not a game that I really want to go near. It's just not. I realize that you're going to be like, wow, Steelers, you know, you got to take this. It's RG3. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, the Ravens had a workable offense and Lamar Jackson has not been passing well at all throughout this. RG3 can run the exact same type of offense that they want to run. So if I have to take a side, I would take the Steelers. But again, as much as it seems like, well, playing seven, given all the injuries, that might be tempting. I get it. 60% of our experts agree. It's not a game that I'm going near. Titans are the Colts. The Titans are getting 59% of the bets, getting three points. Now, in the DraftKings contest, they're getting three and a half points. This was my favorite play of the week. The Titans getting three and a half points. I also like the money line, which I believe is at plus 155 for the Titans. I bet both of these. This is my bet for this week. I realize that the teams played two weeks ago and the Colts won pretty substantially, but they weren't in the first half at all. You looked at that game early on. You thought that the Titans were maybe going to be able to run with it early on. Then the Naheem Hines nonsense happened. All Jonathan Taylor fantasy managers were very upset, but the Colts kind of ran with it late. I just don't expect that to happen again here. I, I mean, Titans have bad special teams. They made special teams errors. That's part of what happened. I think, you know, there's no DeForest Buckner here. I believe he's on the COVID list. Derrick Henry is going to continue to run. This is Derrick Henry time, guys. We're into the last five games of the season, whatever. This is where he runs. This is where he gets going. Last, you know, from week 12 through week 17, just get out of the way. And with no Buckner, I think he's really going to be able to establish himself. I'm not really buying... You know, I realize that the Colts hung with the the Packers. They won that game. They probably shouldn't have won the game. But regardless, Colts are a very, very solid football team. But so are the Titans. It's a divisional game. It's the second one. It's going to be tight. Give me the team that's getting points. I will go with the Titans on the money line here, plus 155, and especially getting three. If you can get it at three and a half points, which is where I was able to lock it in, certainly if that's out there, take it. Because I do think that the Titans are going to be able to to win this game going in. And don't forget, it may not be a big deal. Phillip Rivers has a minor injury coming into this game. I think it's maybe a toe injury or whatever it is. But again, I think the Titans are going to be angry. I think they're going to be ready to go in this game. And again, no DeForest Buckner. You're going to have Derrick Henry having an easy time running it. So even though, you know, we're our experts on our bet analyzer are pretty split on this game, I definitely like the Titans in this one. Panthers against the Vikings, 57% are on the Vikings, laying three and a half to the Panthers. Adam Thielen is not going to play in this game. That is going to be a big deal. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater is going to play in this game. That's good. The Vikings have no secondary. All that said, I'm still on the Vikings here. Not, I don't love it, but I, 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 that's definitely my side. More than a lean. I have bet it. It's not my favorite bet of the week, but I have bet it. Look, this is again, another kind of buy low, sell high situation. Panthers just shut out the Lions, okay, with P.J. Walker. It's, you know, 
the Vikings just lost to the Cowboys, a game that they were favored by seven and a half. P.S. A ridiculous spread. I can't believe I had to convince Matt to take that game. It's classic. Buy low, sell high. The Vikings aren't nearly as bad as they looked last week. The Panthers aren't as good as they looked last week against the hapless Lions. I think the Vikings are going to bounce back here. It's a little worrisome without Thielen, who hasn't been ruled out yet. He's just not expected to play. But again, these are COVID tests at this point. I, I, you know, if the protocol is if you're asymptomatic and you test negative twice in a five-day period, then you're going to be able to play. They're not really allowed to talk about it. So maybe he won't play. But even if they don't, I think they've got enough with Justin Jefferson and Kyle Rudolph. Irv Smith, you know, isn't even expected to play. I don't really care. I think they've got enough because they've got somebody. His name is Dalvin Cook. There's no Christian McCaffrey in this game. The Vikings secondary isn't great. I get it. So the Panthers will be able to pass. I think the Panthers aren't a particularly good football team. I think they're just extremely well coached. And I think that the Vikings are going to bounce back here, find a way to win this game by more than a field goal. So I will take the Vikings at three and a half. It was four and a half in the DraftKings contest. This was a game that I lean, you know, at four and a half. I was fine to take them. I kind of like them. They weren't my favorite pick, but I kind of like them at four and a half. If Matt would have gone good, if he wanted the Panthers, I would have nixed it. That's where I'm at with that game. So I do like the Vikings here at three and a half. The one our experts are most split on is the Bills against the Chargers. The Bills are laying four and a half points and 51% of our experts are on the Bills. So essentially that's split. This is a really tough one. Chargers, of course, as you know, have a way of losing games, no matter how well they're playing. We don't know the exact situation of their backfield. Austin Eckler may play. Kalen Balazs may play. If not, I don't know. Is it going to be Troy Main Pope leading the way in that backfield? For the Bills, John Brown is out. That's a big deal. Okay, Josh Allen, look at the way he plays when John Brown is in the game versus when John Brown is out of the game. It makes a huge difference. Casey Hayward is out in this game. I don't know how you're going to stop Stefan Diggs here. Sounds like Chris Harris Jr. may be back. I, I haven't seen the final report on that. But if Chris Harris Jr. is back, that's going to be really tough for Cole Beasley. It's going to be, it's just, there are too many things in this game for me to have a good lean on, which is probably why our experts are split 51% both ways. It's not a game that I really want to go near. If you were forcing me to take a side on it, I'm going to probably just take the Bills because I, I do think that this is one where, you know, it's just I bet on the Chargers finding a way to lose the game and to lose it big enough. But it's really a game that I don't want to go near. All right. So those are all the games that we've talked about. The couple that I definitely have on. I've gotten in on the Titans getting three for sure from Indianapolis. I'm also in on the Titans money line, which when I got it is at plus 155. I don't know where it is at you. I think they do find a way to win this game. I like Cleveland laying seven to the Jaguars. Again, if you can get that at six and a half somewhere, that's great. I would do that, but I do think that they're going to win. I lean Giants laying six to the Bengals. I think the Bengals are just, they're not in a good spot right now, my friends. I, I don't like the way they're headed. I, you know, maybe Allen will be fine at quarterback, but again, it's just not something where I really want to go near that team in any way, shape, or form. So I, if forced to pick, I lean Giants minus six. I like San Francisco getting six and a half from the Rams. Again, this is not an overwhelming pick at all. Most of our experts 
in our beta analyzer are on the Rams. I like the 49ers here. Give me Kyle Shanahan off the bye with an extra week to prepare for this game. Got the Rams on a short week. I just think that this is a buy low, sell high type of game. I lean the Broncos getting six from New Orleans at home. Not a crazy lean, not not nuts, but I do like that game. I do think that with an extra week to think about it, monitor the COVID situation with the Broncos because there have been some COVID stuff. Monitor Jerry Judy. It's a big loss if he's not able to play with his foot Achilles injury. But I do, in a vacuum right now, like Denver getting six at home from the Saints. I like the Bucs. Now, again, I've locked in the Bucs at three and a half. Okay, that's where the lines were early on in the weekend. At three, I'd still probably take them, and I'm okay with doing that. Uh, but I do like them certainly at three and a half if you can get it. But at three, I still will go with the Bucs against the Chiefs, and I'm taking the over 56. I know that that is a high number. I really do. I don't care. I think there's going to be a ton of scoring in this game. So I'm willing to go with that without real hesitation for it. So those are my picks here. Those are the way I lean. Listen to the Daily Juice. Listen to where Matt goes. I realize it's not an ideal podcast where it's just, you know, one person doing it for kind of a long time going through the games, but wanted to make sure that we gave you guys a podcast this week. It was a weird week with us with Thanksgiving. So again, make sure you are listening to the Daily Juice. You can find that on any place that you listen to podcasts or on bettingpros.com slash podcast. I believe it's also at bettingpros.com slash daily juice. But regardless, go to bettingpros.com slash podcast. You can find it there. Tune into the live stream. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bettingpros. Matt will do a live stream from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. I will give, He will give out props. I will give out my best props. And you can have them all there. Until then, enjoy your week 12, everybody. Good luck with all your bets, and Matt and I will talk to you next week.